2: Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Good morning football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: wait continues. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It is Wednesday, March 15th. My name is Sarah Walsh alongside Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, and you may not know this, but that is two phones. James Palmer. There's two of those over there. I learned that the other night. All right, down to business. The uh, 2023 league year and NFL free agency officially <laughs> officially begins today at 4 Eastern, and that is when unrestricted free agents are formally yeah. permitted to execute those contracts with new clubs. It's a marathon, and the race always starts with one Ian Rappaport. Mm. Let's sheet. rap sheet in here to give us the very latest. And and Ian, I say good morning, and we are going to get to Aaron Rodgers and Lamar in just a second. Oh, cool. But please talk to us about something that actually did happen
5: yeah there actually were real free agents that agreed to terms on deals guys we've heard of guys who are really good including david montgomery the now former chicago bears starting running back and a lot of people thought he would end up resigning in chicago instead he goes to a division rival it is a three-year 18 million dollar deal with the detroit lions so of course the De- detroit lions now have a pairing at the running back position deandre swift and david montgomery was considered to be top of the market for running back he ends up up getting that on his deal. There were plenty more big deals yesterday, including the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the Super Bowl participants, retaining a key part of their defense, James Bradbury, one of their star corners, one of the top cornerbacks in free agency. He agrees to terms to go back to Philly on a three-year, $38 million contract. It's $20 million guaranteed. They explored plenty of options. Another one, but most people assumed just based on where the Eagles were money-wise, they would not be able to bring him back. Instead, that's exactly what they do.
3: Ian, it is great to hear about James Bradbury. It truly is. In the meantime, we're hearing that the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican will release white smoke from its chimney when Aaron Rodgers announces (laughs) the
6: decision
3: of his future. Can you confirm, and where do we stand with the sort of quarterback of the Packers?
5: I did take note when Pat McAfee, our good friend, posted a tweet yesterday saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to come on 1 p.m. today. That's pretty interesting. You know that Rodgers would not schedule that unless something was happening. Here's where we are in the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think it is essentially a foregone conclusion that this will happen. Uh, It has not happened yet. I want to be clear. I am not saying it has happened yet. There's been several different reporting Fall starts in this with everyone thinking it's happening, momentum, excitement. It has not happened yet. I'm just saying that feels like where it's going, where finally he will be a member of the New York Jets. I know all parties have been in communication. There is a deal to be made here. There is an adjustment to be made to Aaron Rodgers' contract. None of that has happened yet. The hope though, the hope is that it does end up happening today. Our long national nightmare will be over and we will begin to focus on Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback for the Jets. Meanwhile, the Jets are also signing some of his friends. Alan Lazard, one of the top receivers in free agency, expected a four-year, $44 million deal. And obviously, when this came to light, when it became clear that Lazard was talking to the Jets, all the discussion, well, obviously Rodgers is getting his guys. Maybe. They may bring Randall Cobb, too. We'll see if that ends up happening, despite having Elijah Moore on the roster who's younger and faster. Anyway, uh, Alan Lazard was a target for the Jets, no matter what, considering they will still run Nathaniel Hackett's offense in New York.
4: Ian Rappaport with the very latest. He'll be with us all morning long. Probably, yeah. I'm sure Ian loves to hear that. Oh don't go anywhere. Right. Ian <laughs> has been in that seat for like days on end. Him. If we think mm-hmm. we're talking about the same things. So it feels like, it feels like this potentially could happen today. Nothing is official for the record here, but it feels like Aaron Rodgers could be on his way to New York. Guys, we'll start with this. How should Jets fans be feeling right now? Two phones, you're up first. <sighs>
1: I just thought of this. This wasn't what I prepared, but this, you know, the Vatican, the smoke. the us it. kind of got, got me going on this. Let's hear this it. This kind of reminds me, Jets fans are like the group of people standing outside of Wonka's factory. Sure. Mm. And Willy Wonka is going to come out, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers, and he is now there. Now, who's getting a golden ticket to come along mm. with him I love it. is right. the interesting part. And it's like, you know, already we know Lazard has yeah. a golden ticket. Is Randall Cobb getting a golden mm. ticket? Oof. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But the, the interesting <laughs> part about all of this is that now the coaching staff that I talked to yesterday, a couple of guys on it were like, I don't really know, but I'll tell you this, this would be the greatest ruse of all time if he doesn't come and land with us. I mean, that's the mentality of guys that are on the staff right now and they're sitting there kind of like just waiting for all of this to happen like everybody else in the Jets organization because they're going, okay, now we have to pivot and change. And I think that part, I'm curious about. Because you go from what I think Joe Douglas and company have put together, or, or they're, in, they're in the right direction. They're sure. like yeah. building it the right way. Yeah. And you're looking at this young core and, and these guys on rookie contracts that are really talented. And now you're going, but maybe for the next year, we're all in. Mm-hmm. And we're going to yes. change this, this line of thinking of how we're going to build this team. Maybe it's going to last two years. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's almost like we're going to try to go for a Super Bowl and then maybe, what do they do, go back, Jason, to to what they were doing? And you make sure in this period you don't mess up what you were doing for the long haul? You say it doesn't matter, Kyle. It it, it feels a lot like Tampa.
3: We're going to get Brady and we're going to try to win a Super Bowl and then we'll figure out the rest later. You know, And it's exciting. I'm trying to figure out who's Augustus Gloop.
1: You know? I'm <laughs> you gotta, not there yet. I know Still you feel This just that, started. This just started. <laughs> we save got, some room for later. <laughs> we got four hours I to know. figure this out who is. The uh, I'm starving. Violent violent. Jason, yeah. how's
7: Jets forget fans about, fans. about the rest of what he said. Like, we're just stuck on Willy Wonka. <laughs> I, uh, I look at yeah. Jets fans. and it's,
1: <laughs> I can see Rogers as
7: Wonka. Sure. There you go. Yes. You're, like, nervously excited. It's almost like it's the weekend. It's Saturday. Yep, you yep, have yep. this birthday party starting at 1 p.m. But it's been a buildup to get to this party because Mom told you months ago you were having a huge, huge birthday bash, and for you, you were excited. You invited the girl that you've liked since last year, Mm, and you've been prepping and trying to figure out how to cordially invite her, and you're excited. You think she's going to show up, but you're not sure, and 1 p.m. is starting to get closer, starting to get closer. You got your cool shirt on. Cool shirt. Combed your hair. But the bead of sweat is rolling down your back because you you just don't know how it's going to. Sweaty palms. Oh, my wife always has sweaty palms. Another story, but now you're trying to figure out what's going to happen, but you know that she's going to show up. And that's how Jets fans are feeling right now. You're like, it's a foregone conclusion like Ian just said. You're like, He has to come to our team. We've been preparing for this. We just signed Alan Lazard, his friend from the Packers. We've already had interest, reported interest in Mercedes Lewis. We're trying to get the whole entourage here. So, Aaron, you just have to come over and complete the deal. And to that point, if you're the New York Jets, we haven't been close to getting to the big dance for a long time. We go all in on Rodgers. Who cares what happens in the future? If we're able to get a Super Bowl out of it, get there, that is a huge point for our fans and everybody involved. Ten Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they have a lot to figure out right now, but they're like, hey, go back to 2020. We hosted the hoisted the Lombardi. We were throwing it across from bolt to bolt. Yeah. That's what you play the game for. So if I'm a New York Jets fan, I'm excited as hell. I just need this girl to show up to the party, and I'll do the rest from there. Jay, you got me nervous. She's not going to show up. Like I feel uh, bad for
1: the Jets. Has that ever did that happen to you? This seems like autobiographical. Yeah,
7: she eventually showed up. Oh. Eventually. Okay, as long as she just does. not that party. Yeah, because I feel like they're I'm like you know, an
3: 80s movie, and it's like spandau ballets plane and they got their mm-hmm. suit and they like the jets did like the cologne and then they like walked into it you know <laughs> like, they're just a little ready and this is here and that, like they're ready what if she doesn't show oh. up I, I, i'm gonna go the other way like i just this fan base in this organization there's so much negativity and cynicism and blah, blah, blah. this is an exciting day like this is prom like you're going mm. to prom because there's been so many dates they've been on, and there's been so many times when the girls showed up and they're like, whoa, I got to go. Meaning, like, you're a Jets fan for years, last, last handful of years, and, and you've got your game tickets, and you got your jersey, and you bring your kids, and you drive down the turnpike, and you park, and you walk in. And under center, you, you, got, you got these guys. And it's not a four-time MVP. This is a different deal. The Jets have had one Pro Bowl quarterback this century. Just as a way of comparison, the Lions have had two. Rodgers has won the most valuable player award four times no jet has ever won it ever they're one of a few yeah. franchises with, like, the Jags and the Texans and some other guys. They just never won an MVP. You are getting a guy. You guys have been through some really rough days, weeks, years, decades. This is not one of them. Like, Mr. Wonka
1: is yeah. coming to town. None of those guys are playing Wonka.
3: No, they're not. They're, they're Mike TV at best. Violet Beauregard. <laughs> I got a blueberry for our quarterback. Like, that's, that's what they're doing. You're getting the guy. He runs the factory. He's coming. He's bringing his friends. This is a positive day for Jets fans. Be excited. You, you, you guys have earned it. Put mm. it that way.
4: This is very reminiscent for me of 3 years ago living in Tampa yeah. when Tom Brady came there the biggest difference i would say between the jets and the bucks is the jets being in new york whether they're good they're bad they're always in the media they're uh, uh, nationally they're in the media tampa is a is smaller market, never in the national media, even when they were good and on a different Super Bowl run, they're not a national team the way that the Jets typically are. So Brady coming to town changed all of that. What it does is it changed expectations overnight. Here's the other thing. He was nowhere on the radar of, you know, there was that, was he going to go back to the Patriots? Yeah, it was. Never were you ever thinking as someone who, and I grew up in the Tampa Bay area, are you thinking that this is a possibility? And so when you talk about you've been flirting with this girl, you want her to go to prom, if we go back six months ago, was this on the radar that that, that Rodgers could realistically go to the Jets. So you wake up, I think, if you're a Jets fan, and I know this is how people in Tampa felt the day that the rumors started percolating and then after it became official. I mean, even after it's official, you can't believe it. Like, you can't believe that this is finally going to to happen, but what I will say is is it changes expectations overnight, and I know, obviously, Jets, Giants, New York fans, like you always think like this has got to be, things have got to change for us. It is going to change immediately what people think you can and should do, and this is potentially the toughest, best division in all of football that the Jets play in, and you look at what the Dolphins have done so far in free agency, you look at the Bills and and what they are, and by the way, the Patriots, they're still the Patriots, but immediately, Mm. you bring Aaron Rodgers there, you bring a different 12 there, it is the same amount of of expectations okay. and overnight yep, yep. you are expected to win and by the way the Bucs did it I mean so this is what makes That's... it a little bit difficult they did it and then you could also go okay and then look what the Lions did and a year later they send Stafford over Stafford does it you're right so I think unfortunately they set a pretty tough oh, precedent yeah. both the Bucks and the Rams and then one other thing I want to say about the Bucs is people are like well you know like they blew it up and you know last year wasn't good but what people forget is they almost did run it back I mean they were a field goal and a couple of great plays to, to Cooper sure. Cup away from potentially hosting that NFC Championship yep. game. Brady brought them all the way back. Mm. I mean, they were really good again that second year. No so there, not only was there a window, and they succeeded in that window, but they until last Close. year, like, it was working for them, oh, no. and that's what the Jets are going to have.
1: Mm. I'm just curious because there's going to be higher expectations. It's New York. It already happened and worked in Tampa. It already okay. worked in L.A. Right. This might turn out to be a slug sizzler. And not a Wonka bar. Really? That's what I'm nervous about.
4: <laughs> Everlasting godstopper. A- mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Right? That's-, That's not slug work. He works for me. Oh, what an
4: impossible. Oh, if you want to view paradise, the frenzy continues. Nice. And NFL Network has you covered with live breaking news on every transaction from our insiders and expert analysis of every blockbuster deal. Free agency frenzy keeps rolling today on NFL Network. Let's take a look at what has been going on in the NFC East this week. Uh, a, a lot of moves happening there. Obviously, the Eagles uh, lost some folks. Uh, Jason Kelsey coming back, huge news. James Bradbury, uh, that was huge news yesterday. The Commanders, we haven't talked as so much about them uh, this week. We will dive into that next, though. So, guys, uh, when you look at what's been happening in the NFC East, what are your early takeaways from the moves that we have seen so far in this division, James, we'll start with you.
1: I, I, you know, listen, that, that, that list wasn't in alphabetical order. We could throw it back up if we want. Eagles right there at the top, and I, I don't think mm. that's changed with what the moves that have gone on in this division. Because specifically, it's Jason Kelsey coming back and being the center for Jalen Hurts another year is huge. They're going to put mm-hmm. Cam Jurgens right next to him, their center of the future. The entire group stays together. Yes, Miles Sanders not coming back, but you saw Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, the Giant Killers coming back, mm. and they love Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. This is an offense that was top five in total offense, scoring offense, third down, turnovers, Rushing, number one in big plays, top five in red zone. None of that is changing. So I'm not sure what changes in terms of anybody maybe unseating the Eagles at the top of the NFC East, as well as you get maybe the biggest leader outside of Jalen Hurts on this team back in Brandon Graham, and he sends a message when he comes back about the reason he came back. James Bradbury says the exact same thing, that he was offered more money elsewhere but wanted to come back to Philadelphia. There's a message that's being sent by these two guys that have already returned saying, I left some money on the table because I want to win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia because I like what we've built and what we're doing here. I I like the rest of the moves. We're going to break them all down, but I I still think Philly, and and I think Howie we talked about at the beginning of the week, Kyle, will surprise some people. I think Bradbury coming back surprised some people.
7: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think for sure I thought Bradbury was out the door. Gardner Johnson still hasn't signed back, and they've lost some guys on defense as well. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm excited. I mean, Dable now will be in his second year. Got his quarterback back in Daniel Jones franchise, Saquon Barkley, so he'll be back, and all we talked about last year was how well Daniel Jones performed with the weapons that he had around him, and now you go out and get Darren Waller, and I know this is a guy who's gone through some injuries uh, the last season, but he was a back-to-back thousand Yard receiver in 19 and 20, and he's a mismatch problem. When you put a DB on him, he's too big, he's too strong. When you put a linebacker on him, sometimes even a safety, he's just too fast. So now, if you're Giants fans, you get a guy who can potentially be Daniel Jones' number one target, and now Dable gets an opportunity to move him around and put him in places to get open and go against guys that cannot cover him. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you get Bobby O'Carraquet. This is a guy that is just a tackling machine the last two years. 279 tackles and sometimes in free agency the way you perform against a team can dictate that team going to get you against Fruit. the Giants, he has 17 tackles and a forced fumble and gave Daniel Jones a, a little bit of a shot in that game as well but now you've added potential leaders to the team, guys that can now quarterback the defense, you have Daniel Jones on the other side so if I'm a Giants fan, this is a time to be excited, you were surprised last year with how well the team has done and now here we are early on in free agency Agency. You're excited about the signings that your team has gone out there and made. The Commanders were the other team. They're the other
3: team that was not there, not in the playoffs. And so far in the offseason, it's just there's just no buzz like we're sitting here in this strange period in the history of the franchise where who the hell knows what's happening with ownership who the hell knows what's happening free agency it's promising they have draft picks the quarterback room is Sam Howell and Jake Fromm that, that's you're in a division now with with Jalen and Dak and they just extended Daniel Jones I'm not saying they should have spent everything not nailed down in Washington and brought everything in is that your quarterback week one because last year we did the one done with Wentz, the same thing the Colts did the year before. What are we doing here? I love Ron. I would love to see everybody at the table in this division. But right now they're at the kids' table. They're sitting over there and the chocolate turkey and the jello and the chicken fingers and the other three teams all are Make sitting with Sundays. adults. Yeah, it's making themselves Sundays, whereas the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys are drinking scotch. So <laughs> it's not time yet. Like, it's fine. He's got a long offseason. Please, come and join the rest of the division at the table. We'd love to have four for four, and we don't right now.
4: You know, and I was listening to Judy Batista on NFL Network last night, and she was talking about Washington, and she said they want him, Sam, to be the starter. They're like, they're going to bring somebody in, but, like, they want him to be the number one guy. They don't want someone to take – and that's what she was saying last night. Maybe that's the plan right now. I don't know if that stays the plan. I want to talk about the Cowboys because that Gilmore—I mean, that's a big deal yeah. that they get him over there. That's one of the best like cornerback duos I think in the league between him and and, and Trayvon Diggs. And then, oh by the way, Daron Bland had five interceptions to lead this team. I mean, that defense looks as good. It sort of it, it seems or it feels similar to me. The Niners and we were talking about it earlier this week that the rich got richer on defense there, and they were already very good on defense, right? We love Dan Quinn over there. They've done amazing things. They get Leighton Vander Esch back. Um, the defense looks great. The defense is probably not why they exited the playoffs, right? And so I think there's that idea of... Okay, this is awesome. They're they're loading up over there. W- what's this team doing to get better on offense? And there's been so much talk about OBJ a year ago in the middle of the season that that he's going there. And then we have that workout, and I'm I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, I feel like we sort of feel like that move. It, it would surprise me if that's not the move, right? Like it would surprise me. Odell. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I I feel like he's going to go. Would that surprise you? No.
7: He's just excited to talk. No. Like
4: I feel like it has to. I feel like the <laughs> Cowboys fans think that that's going to happen. And if it doesn't, if it comes out today that that Odell's going somewhere else, I think mm-hmm. if you're a Cowboys fan, aren't you like, wait, what a minute? Isn't he's he going here? I, like, I feel like he's That's been their guy the a whole chalk time. Yes. To
3: me, Odell adding Odell to Dallas Cowboys is like you know you have a. A Long Island iced tea and it has like yep. six liquors and juices and it. it's just like grabbing one more and pouring another <laughs> liquor and they're like I'm already gonna get drunk and still the same product it just slightly changes the flavor. They got eliminated from the playoffs because Dak Prescott was woefully outplayed by Brock Purdy. Like that, that's the reason that happened. Like I don't think Odell fixes the Cowboys' woes of 27 years. he will be a sell a lot of jerseys, I guess, but like I, that's not the answer to me.
4: No, I'm not sure it fixes anything. Defense looks great though. Defense looks great. Gilly out. Gilly um, Gilly Lock. Yeah, uh, waiting for uh, it. Lamar Jackson it. might want to keep his phone on today. Which team? could be calling. They're finally allowed to call him. We're going to give you some possible scenarios coming up next. Four o'clock
3: today. Call Tell us what it says on his outgoing message. I want to hear.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
2: Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK systems, sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
6: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Welcome back to Morning Football. Let's go to the Rap Caves in Parts Unknown, New York. Ian, it is 7.30 a.m. I am sure your boys are waking up about now upstairs somewhere. But in the meantime, people are waking up to hear about Lamar. Can you tell those people why they may have to wait until 4 p.m. today and
5: what that means? Well, they don't have to wait to hear about Lamar. We've been talking about him all week and... Actually, last week, too, and really for the last several months and actually the last several years. But at 4 o'clock today, officially teams are allowed to contact Lamar Jackson himself about potentially signing him to an offer sheet, prying him away from the Ravens for a huge, multi-million dollar, potentially fully guaranteed deal, giving the Ravens two first-round picks for the right to sign him. It just doesn't seem like that is something that is going to happen, unless I've completely misread the market, which I've guessed theoretically could be possible. It just doesn't seem like teams are scrambling To sign him. And the reason why, by the way, you have to wait till four o'clock is because Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. So teams are not allowed to discuss anything like this with him before then. Similar, I would say, to Jacoby Brissett, similar to Bobby Wagner. All do not have agents. Teams cannot contact them before 4 p.m. today. As far as Lamar Jackson, you know, this kind of got interesting a little bit yesterday. Maybe add a little fire to this conversation that we've been discussing. He talked about an offer that he got from the Ravens, three years, $133 million, fully guaranteed. They tried various options to try to get this thing done. It has not gotten done, but at least today at 4 p.m., you can find out officially what his market
3: is. It really is exciting, Ian. We appreciate you, and the tweet just added a little kindling to that fire (laughs) that we've been stoking at, and we'll get back to Ian. Believe me. Very excited. Very shortly. Thank you, Rap Sheet. Uh, Last week, so follow the timeline here, the Ravens placed the non-exclusive tag on their franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. What that means is other teams can make him an offer, and the Ravens have a chance to match those offers if they even come. So we were talking about this earlier in the week that since Lamar is uh, Mm self-represented, we don't know how you get in touch with him. Do you actually call him? And if you call him. is there just a voicemail box is it full like we, we're actually genuinely curious about this and you're not gonna believe this we, we have secured some made-up voicemails that some of the teams could who could mm. be interested in have left him making an offer um, oh. now you might not believe this but these are farcical calls but they're probably some uh, represented oh. lest anyone think that these are real you'll find out shortly that these are uh, satirical but here's the Lamar Jackson voicemail box guys we're gonna play some and then we're gonna react to it first voicemail this one comes from the south uh, Atlanta Falcons head coach arthur smith talking to lamar's voicemail
8: hello no one is available to take your call please leave a message after the tone hey lamar arthur smith here we here down in atlanta are ready for you to be our new franchise qb we've got the money to back it up think about this you could be the next falcons qb legend alongside guys like matt ryan michael vick and um the others anyways call me
3: All right, so that was Coach Smith leaving the message on Lamar's answering machine. Let's just go around. If we heard that, if you're Lamar listening to that, what do you think about that as a landing spot? Let's start with you, Jay.
7: I'm excited. He said Michael Vick, and he said Lamar Jackson in the same statement. Right. And if I'm Atlanta, you look at what they did last year with not many parts, and Arthur Smith was able to string some wins together. But he was able to run the ball week in and week out with so many different formations, and it's had a ton of su- – not a ton, but it's had success with Mariota starting in Tennessee and then last year in Atlanta. So you add a guy like Lamar Jackson who had a ton of success with Mark Andrews, and you pair him with a guy like Kyle Pitts, and they have – the money they can give him the guarantees that he wants, and he can go to Atlanta, go there, be their franchise quarterback, mm. and somebody that can take them to the next level. So I would be fired up if I was an Atlanta fan. Arthur Smith's on the voicemail and get Lamar there.
1: I'm surprised Arthur Smith didn't say, "Do you understand the number of flights out of Hartsfield Jackson that we have to Miami? It's just a puddle <laughs> jump. He should have <laughs> said, said that. Down there, he should have said that. selling. On good selling you know how yeah. close we are to that's the great. amount of time you spend in Miami. This would be a monster <laughs> selling point. But, but you're right. To Jason's point, they were third in the NFL in rushing with Marcus Murray. They are built, honestly, if if, if this was real, they're actually not in Lamar contention. Yeah. But as we're playing these hypotheticals, <laughs> uh, they're actually the only offense that's really built for him. They are built big, down the middle. That's the way Arthur thinks. Mm-hmm. That's why he was looking at, uh, you know, Drake was in, well, look at London, right, in the, in the draft a, mm-hmm. like a season ago, yeah. as opposed to all those other receivers because they like bigger body guys that work the middle of the field with Kyle Pitts. Also, I just have to say this. He should have said it. They have had a very good free agency offseason. Bring them back some of their own. The addition of Jesse Bates okay. on that defense. I, they are—they would be, if they were interested, actually a pretty good fit. Okay.
4: The difference in the Falcons, who finished last in their division, and the rest of the division. The Bucks won the division at 8-9. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the division yeah. was. Seven yeah. and ten. I mean, this is a division that's why they were last. Could have been first if a game goes a different way. Yeah. I mean, that's how crazy close that division was. And you don't go, hey, here's the obvious obvious leader in the clubhouse. I mean, I think they're going to say Carr because he's the most experienced quarterback now that went to the Saints. They just locked up mm-hmm. their guard down there in Atlanta to a monster deal. Mm-hmm. Atlanta fans would lose their minds <laughs> and be fired up if you had Lamar Jackson in that building. Mm. I mean, like, great this, building, is, this is this is the quarterback they deserve. They would be so excited. By the way, Arthur Smith, he's a lineman. You don't think that, like, a former offensive lineman. Mm. I remember Matt Ryan telling me back in the day that Arthur Smith sat in on every single quarterback meeting. You don't think that he would love to mastermind what this offense could look like around Lamar Jackson. So, for Atlanta fans just yeah. alone, I mean, I think sure. they would lose their minds okay. if that came out.
3: Well, bad news for them. There's more voicemails. Oh I'm god! Sorry to oh say god! It's oh. not just the one team show. I didn't. Just, I'm sorry oh, about this.
4: that. Sorry about that.
3: Uh, we got a voicemail from the Colts and a new head coach <laughs> on the block, Shane Steichen, <laughs> is gonna shoot his shot and leave a message for Lamar Jackson. Go ahead, Coach. What's up, big hit? <laughs>
5: Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone.
8: Lamar, Shane Steichen here, and boy, do I have an offer for you. You see Jalen Hurts ball out this season? Well. Guess what? I'm the guy who was coaching him, so I think I know a thing or two about utilizing mobile QBs. If that's not enough, how does being teammates with one of the best running backs in the league sound? You know, Jackson and JT has a nice ring to it, and if you come to Indy, we could get you an actual ring, too. (laughs) All I'm saying is, think about the division and who you're up against. Ryan Tannehill? More like Ryan over the hill. Trevor Lawrence? More like Trevor Borence. Davis Mills? Need I say more? Give us a call back and... Let's make this thing happen.
3: Electric factory from Coach Steichen right there. Uh, uh, That's a hell of a pitch. A
8: lot. (laughs) JP, I hope you have information about flights
3: from Indianapolis to Miami. If not, what do you think about the Colts potentially saying we're going for
1: it? That's a cute little airport. Uh, (laughs) Looks like a lot of the other ones like Charlotte and Nashville that they're building. Yeah, they all look about the same, that group. I will say this. If you make the pitch... As Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard, you're not pissing off your quarterback because you don't have one. <laughs> right. So there is that that they have in their favor, that they can sell it to him hard and they're not offending the guy that's mm-hmm. already on their roster. That's, that's a, you know, a, a decent spot for them to be in. But at the same time, I, I don't really, I don't know. I, I don't think Shane's the salesman type. You gotta, he's got to get you in the room sure. and work with you a yeah, little bit yeah. to sell you a little more.
3: Imagine Lamar watching this segment. The the joke is he's actually going to get calls. We think this afternoon. Yeah. I heard we had a message from somewhere in New England, but I think the tape got all scrambled. You know what oh. happens. <laughs> we'll have to stick a tape pencil gate. in there and rewind tape gate. Ape gate. it.
4: Tape gate. It is time for Whiteboard Wednesday. While the free agency signing period officially starts this afternoon, I'm in the middle of working right now. We've seen lots of players already agree to deals with new teams. Your favorite move of free agency so far is, and this is what you're about to write on Uh, the whiteboard. So, James, go ahead. I
1: used the commercial break to write it, so Broncos on day one. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite move so far. Spent more money than anybody else in all of football, and it's really there on the offensive line. I think that's what I'm at because in 2005, Sean Payton comes to New Orleans, inherits one of the worst offensive lines sure. in all of football. In 2006, in just one year, he transformed that group. It was a completely different alignment in front of Drew Brees, which he probably played a part in it as well as he arrived as quickly as he gets rid of the football. Fourth in the NFL in sacks allowed. They transformed that offensive line. It's something that Sean Payton yes. is very, very good at. They go get Mike McGlinchey. They go get Ben Powers. Two monster moves on that offensive side of the line, and then Zach Allen on the defensive side. That was a move that they had dating back to the interview Mm -hmm. with defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, who said, I think I can bring this guy with me. (laughs) Maybe it was part of his sales pitch, but I love what the Broncos did on day one. That's my biggest move.
7: I'm going with possibly the best free agent that was available Javon Hargrave. Yeah. You see, you know this guy's leaving Philly, had 11 sacks last year, and you're thinking, all right, he's going to end up on a team that is probably not a great team, but has a ton of cap space. No. He goes to the best defense in football, to the 49ers, to be paired on the other side of Eric Armstead, and then, oh yeah, Nick Bosa's on the outside. For them, you look at them last year, Ebelcom have five sacks, and o- Omena, who have four and a half. Both of those guys are gone, and they were the next ones after Nick Bosa. Now you add a guy like Hargrave in there that three technique to Mm -hmm. mix it up in the middle but also be able to get after the quarterbacks Eagles fans are sick but 49ers fans are rejoicing Niners gang bang bang got Hargrave love it Mm
3: -hmm. Jacoby Myers Jacoby Myers to the Raiders just roll the damn clip I'm not going to say this is like Bill Buckner signing with the Mets (laughs) or Chris Webber signing with UNC (laughs) or Mrs. Lincoln joining the cast of that play I'm not going to say any of those things I cannot believe that they did this because this I'm so glad they did. This play is Jim Marshall for this generation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Jim Marshall and the Vikings ran the wrong way. And he is 85 years old, and he will never live it down. He was a hell of a player, but he once picked up the ball and ran 80 yards the wrong way and then threw it into the air to cause a safety. The difference is Jim Marshall and the Vikings won that game. So who gives a damn? The Jacoby Myers Patriots, excuse me, now he's on the Raiders. This is incredible. It's, it's, I think it is one of the greatest passes in Raiders history with due respect to the Raiders quarterbacks, Jacoby Myers, then a Patriot to Chandler Jones, a Raider. I'm so excited. Now they can be teammates and that play
0: will never be forgotten. It's not even close for me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp,
4: Houston fell out of the number one spot in the 2023 NFL Draft. Houston currently holds the second overall pick, thanks to that. And last week, the Bears traded that top pick to the Carolina Panthers. But we want to focus right now on the Texans because we got two phones, James Palmer, here all week, Uh, which means he knows stuff. Yeah. If, if he doesn't know it, he's on one phone. If he doesn't get an answer there, he goes to the other phone. That's how it works. Okay. Uh, we want to talk state of the Houston Texans. It's a new era there. Uh, former Texans, a linebacker, D'Amico Ryans, now the head coach. So what will the identity of a D'Amico Ryans Texans look mm. like, James?
1: They may have missed out on the number one overall pick. They did not miss out on their choice in terms of the head coach and the future identity of yeah. the Houston Texans moving forward. Let me take you back to the year I started on the beat sure. on the Houston Texans. It was a year after D'Amico Ryans left that locker room and went to the Philadelphia uh-huh. Eagles. I have never heard players talk about a former player in their locker room the next season more than players like J.J. Watt and Brian Cushing would come up to me like, D'Amico was here. We'd be doing blank, not on the field, but this locker room would be doing blank or we would be together doing. They missed him so much. He is such a smart individual. Andy Reid, who coached him for a very brief period of time, said he was one of, if not the smartest Mm. players he's ever coached. And John Lynch raved about him at the Combine to a lot of us, just talking about how players will do anything for D'Amico Ryans. And I think that is going to show you that also, with all of that said, the Texans have a lot of confidence Mm. in him, giving him a six-year contract. Mm. The other part of it is Bobby Slowick, who used to be a defensive QC guy sharing an office with D'Amico Ryans is now the offensive coordinator there. I've never heard an offensive coordinator in their opening press conference talk more about the defense in my entire <laughs> life. And that stems back to the way D'Amico's wired. Let me take you up to San Francisco this Go past on. year. Every single Saturday night, do you know what they watched as a team? What? Defensive highlights. They didn't watch a single offensive highlight on Saturday night. As a team, they want to be fast. They want to be physical. They want to be aggressive. That's the identity that D'Amico Ryan's wants to build with this team. I'm not so sure that that tradition isn't going to continue down in Houston, where you tra- <laughs> you have to show better highlights with the defense mm-hmm. Texans have. Mm-hmm. But that kind of mentality is what D'Amico Ryan's wants to bring. I miss Brian Cushing. Right? I, I like to watch, I
3: watched the guy play. You know, I, I like to watch him, him play. He was, right. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Listen, I'd love to talk about Brian Cushing. We have to talk about quarterback. <laughs> so they do. Have have the number two overall pick, as very dramatically we saw. What do you think, JP? You mm-hmm. think what, Where do they go? They're obviously going to take somebody. Any inkling about where this franchise might lean?
1: Well, yeah, I think they're going to take a quarterback. So. It, the, the, the thought process this offseason was they weren't going to just add a quarterback. They were going to add multiple quarterbacks. And we saw what they did in r- the very start of free agency was bringing in Case Keenum. Oh, I think that's yeah. very telling Bring home. about what you want to do with the number two pick. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Bring him home. I was there when he essentially got I think gary kubiak fired in a sense uh, <laughs> for the arguments they had over oh, him, whether funny. he was going to play or not down there in houston but listen bringing him in immediately shows me what you want to do with that number two pick mm-hmm. and you possibly want to play a rookie right away they're comfortable mm. i'm told playing a rookie right in week one if if that player is prepared and has the skill set to do it week one i think case keenum is telling in a sense of what you want to do because i think that is another coach in the quarterback room this is kind of a davis webb type of situation of of one of those guys that just knows offenses so well to help a young quarterback they do feel and Slovak should know this. They've played a lot of quarterbacks in San Francisco. Played three in one year last mm-hmm. year. They can move that system around to play to the strengths mm-hmm. of whichever guy they end up landing. Mm-hmm. And they could still land their favorite. Say the Panthers are in love with C.J. Stroud, but uh, but the Texans are in love with Bryce Young. Well, they, yeah. they're at two and they still I mean, get their yeah, guy. Yeah. That That is possible. Mm-hmm. And it could be vice versa.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I loved about Case Keenum last year in Buffalo, he's dressing up during oh, training was camp. Crazy. Tricking guys into yeah. autographs and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but aside from Case Keenum, they've made some moves in free agency. Do you have a favorite one so far that they've done?
1: There's two. I'll start with my favorite. It's yeah. Jimmy Ward. And, and I had heard this rumbling at the Combine that some players in San Francisco w- would want to join D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Essentially what I told you in the first answer, just because he they want to be around him. He is a guy that is so versatile, has played pretty much every position in that secondary. And when you look at the youth that they have in that secondary with a star corner in Derek Stingley, yeah. who has all the talent in the world, this system's going to fit him. Uh, I'll bring this up a lot better than what Lovey Smith's system fit him in. He was hurt, missed about eight games, I think, last year. This is going to be big for him. Jalen Petrie, I'll get to him in a minute in okay. the safety position as well. This is a big move to have some veteran leadership in the secondary and the other one, I, I, it's strange, but like Robert Woods, you're going to be relying on young receivers in John Mechie and, and Nico Collins and, mm-hmm. and have a veteran in there, especially with a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was a decent move early and you didn't overpay mm-hmm. to get that guy that has played in very similar systems playing in Los Angeles, playing in that Sean McVay system that's very similar to the Kyle, you know, Kyle Shanahan type of stuff that's sure. slow. We run it.
3: We're we going to talk so much Texans over the next six weeks any likelihood they move in the draft up, down,
6: otherwise?
1: I don't think so, because they're still sitting there with that other first-round pick, and I think you can get your quarterback, uh, and I think you can get defensive line help as well. I think, was it 12 I think they're sitting out with that other pick? Where's the sheet? Uh, <laughs> I wish it was right here. Uh, and so I, I do think the they sheet. have the ability, maybe they move that to add some picks, sure. but with the draft capital they had and the number of picks they had, this is one of the most interesting teams to follow Let's go this offseason.
4: You know what we said when you said where's the sheet? We have a sheet on the desk that's got lists of the yeah, draft order. We draft order. need the quarterback. We need Do the, in the, head. We need the yeah. arm band. If we were can all we get wearing Sarah the arm band, yeah, can we get a wristband? Because we're I gonna like be it. doing this like every day for hours on go, end we'll for I mean, like yeah, if you if nice. he would have just said yeah. that, I would have said, oh James, uh confirm oh, 12. So if we so right. could just we're get right. some 12. quarterback <laughs> wristbands, that would be great idea, Great Coming up, you never know where life is gonna take you sometimes. Rashad Penny understands that one. The crew's gonna explain next.